John. 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 Don't leave me this way. Well, flying solo this week. John is off sunning himself on a beach somewhere in Sardinia and probably stuffing his face with amazing fresh fish, but uh, uh, I was determined to not be alone. So, replacing John this week is the, the far more handsome Drew McCormack. How are you, Drew? <laughs> Good, thanks, Scotty. Uh, you've uh, been on the show a, a number of times before, but um, I, I don't think when you've been on before, you've never been an ADA winner. No, no, that's right. It's been, uh, I don't know, 20 years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken me a while to get there, but I've eventually got there. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're one of one of these twenty-year overnight successes. Exactly, I've I've finally arrived. <laughs> okay, so uh, we haven't we did mention you on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, this is when I forgot half your team's name, uh, so I'm going to get it right now. So yourself, Alexander Grigsbor, Marcello Lupi, and Charles Pano produced this app called Agenda, and you've just won uh, an ADA at Dub Dub this year. Um, and so we thought it'd be cool if we could just get you on and, and just tell us a story. So where did it all begin? Um, that's a good one. I guess it all began really when we became friends uh, because that team that you just mentioned, uh, actually, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, we all come from from uh, scientific research. So we, we we sort of got to know each other, I guess, maybe 15 years ago now, something like that. And at that time, we were all in universities doing research. Um, some of the two of the people are biologists, Alex and, and Charles are biologists. And Marcello, the designer, and I were in the same group and we even published papers together. Um, so we worked as a scientific team before we worked as a, as a, uh, a programming team. So yeah, that, that's when we got to, get, got to know each other. And then it was... Um, then we worked together on something called macresearch.org. That was a website uh, with a focus on on science for you know science with Mac equipment uh, with Apple equipment, and that was before the iPhone. And then the iPhone arrived, and at that time there was enough you know our hobby projects sort of became real um, money earners, and we all sort of quit academia. And and uh, Alex went to do an app called Papers, which was for academics, but it became very popular and he, he eventually sold that to Springer and um, he did very well from that. And I, I started my own apps, Studies uh, is the app, is one app that I've, I uh, currently work on, which is like a flashcard application. And that was that was also enough to sort of pay pay an income. So that, that's a long history of sort of, sort of the background, but um, the actual idea of agenda came from Alex. Alex, uh, I think maybe three years ago, um, we were having lunch. He, 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 he comes back to the Netherlands occasionally. He's from the Netherlands, but he, he lives in Portugal. And um, he came back and we had lunch and he said, you know, I've got this idea for a, for a note-taking app. And I said, well, yeah, when you're finished at Springer, because he had contractual... Uh, obligations there i said yeah when you when you finish the spring let me know I, i'm interested because i knew i knew alex's uh, you know strengths and i knew that anything he did was going to have a good chance of success so at that point sort of the, that's where we got together as a team and a year after that we started working on it it's been two years um to actually get the thing to market or i think it was 18 months for the mac app 
Um, yeah, so it was a long. It's a long. Uh, it was a long process, but uh, and and no guarantee of success because it's kind of a an unusual note taking app. Uh, it's not your standard note taking app. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a long process, and uh, yeah, once we started um, getting serious about the design, we brought in Marcello, who who works on all our other projects as well. He's a great designer. And uh, Charles has sort of been there the whole time as, as sort of a backup. Uh, he, he works on his own app's findings, but he's there every day in Slack and, and, he, and he's given us code and things. So he's sort of a, a pseudo member of the team, I guess you could say. Cool. So, so were you and Alex have been full-time on this for the 18 months? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been really a big project. I mean, I think probably in the beginning, I thought it might take a year and it yeah, uh, it took 18 months to get them. And I, I, when I thought it t- t- would take a year, I thought that would be the Mac app and the iOS app. And in the end, we just shipped the Mac app um, uh, after 18 months. And then four months after that, we shipped the iOS app. So, uh, yeah, it's, t- it's probably taken about twice as long as I thought it would take. Um, but that's always the case with software, right? You've got a, you've got a factor in the, the, the – you've got a factor of two <laughs> just about every, every estimate you make. Uh, multiply by two and you might be in the – in the in the right range, but w- I mean, when you when you begin to cost these applications out, I mean, uh, okay, so two two experienced qualified engineers, yeah, uh, and, and a you know a designer um, for two years. If you take the the opportunity cost of you know what you could have been earning doing consulting or doing something else, you know that's a that's actually a serious investment. Yeah, that is that is quite a lot of it uh, of. Uh... Investment. That's right. So in that so in that sense, uh, you know, it's not something I probably could have done on my own. Uh, but well, I mean, I've, I've got other products that are sort of making income, but still, uh, it, it's it's basically the reason we could do it was because Alex has been was successful with papers, and uh, he could afford to invest that two years in the hope that we would uh, we would get it back. And at this stage, it's looking like at least we'll we'll get that money back. And so it, it, in the end, it's worked out, I think. But yeah, it's a big risk, of course. If, if we didn't win win the award, then uh, would have been a, a more of a struggle. Okay, so uh, so firstly, sounds good that financially it's doing okay. Now, has, has the ADA made a big difference there? Was it, I mean, were you doing okay and then the ADA sort of uh, just you know, was icing on the cake or was it like you were like a normal Mac app and you, know, you, were, you were ticking along with whatever they are, but then the ADA just sort of changed everything? Yeah, it was doing okay, I guess. The launch of the Mac app uh, went well, and then it was sort of plateauing a bit, and we needed to introduce the iOS app. And we only introduced the iOS app just before WWDC, so it's a bit difficult to say, uh, you know, what would have happened if we we only did that and we didn't win an award. But there's no question that the, 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 you know, winning the award brings you a huge amount of traffic the spike, you know, the spike that you get from that is, uh, you know, ten times as big as any other spike that we had, including the launch. So, uh, so yeah, you can imagine that, that that makes an enormous difference. And then, of course, Apple is always then featuring you uh, for a while, at least. Um, so yeah, you can't you can't underestimate how much of a difference that makes, uh, for sure. So, uh, I mean, I have lots of questions, and I'm not sure which is the right order. So, we'll just I'll just randomly throw them out there. Yeah. Um, uh, and of course, you can feel free to say, you know, I'm not prepared to answer that question at any point. Of course, um, 
you know, was the was the ADA always a goal? Was it like let's make an ADA winning app and you and you that was part of the design process? Not just because you wanted an ADA, but because you understood that that was a way of making this app more commercially viable, or or was it a case of yeah, this is looking pretty good, let's stick it in? Um, was it a goal? I mean, it. I think it's it's not. I wouldn't say it was a goal. Uh, we didn't we didn't try to sort of. Uh, game the system or anything like that but I, I think in, in the back of your head you, you're always thinking yeah if we do this you know we do we spend two years doing it nicely and if we get in and a designer like Marcello to, to make it look nice and, and work work well as well then yeah you, 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 you you're kind of hoping you might win something but I wouldn't say that it was a goal it wasn't it wasn't uh, you know there were, were a few times uh, actually maybe a month before the the WWC where we thought, okay, we've looks like we've missed out because we haven't we haven't heard anything, so probably missed out. And it wasn't like the end of the world. It was just like, yeah, oh, bad luck, you know, next time. <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't say it was a goal, but it was it was it was sort of like it would be nice to put in an, to be rewarded for all all that work. That's for sure. And uh, we knew that if we did uh, get an award, that it would make a big difference because Alex actually. This is his fourth ADA, which is quite unbelievable. But um, he won a few as a student, and um, he won also once for papers. Uh, so yeah, this is his fourth, and so he knows exactly what it does. It, basically, papers also had the same sort of ride where uh, it won an ADA, and in the end, you know, he sold it to Springer. So it was an ex- extremely successful product. And a lot of it, it began with the, the Apple Design Award. So, I mean, we're obviously talking about, uh, at the moment, the, uh, I remember when I came to the Mac back in 2006-ish, you know, and, and I remember your Mac research website because it was one of the very few around. I mean, it was around that time. You, I, I remember reading it. I mean, because even though a lot of your articles were scientific, there were still some just, like, good cocoa learning stuff on there right. uh, um, and there wasn't much around uh but back then you know uh there was a pretty vibrant mac economy um even though it was it was reasonably small but it was it just went whereas you know one of the things i have noticed with the uh adas for the mac because then they stopped for a while then then came back is the the quality of an app winning an ada was getting higher and higher and higher and I think I commented to John a few weeks ago on the show, the, the days of a product, a Mac product winning an ADA that was probably developed by one person probably went quite a long time ago because it's just, they're just too, too much work, too much work. So, you know, doing a, so what my waffling around to is doing a good quality Mac app takes a lot of investment by probably more than one person on the whole to be of ADA level. Um, pre ADA spike, and I know you say you don't know what the iOS app would have done. Do you think it would have still been a, don't want to say financial success, but were the numbers encouraging enough that you'd not wasted two years? Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think we would have definitely made our money back. We wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a loss. And, you know, the idea, I mean, you can't, we're not going to be relying on the, on the award the whole time anyway, because it is, it is a big spike, but then of course you don't know where you're going to land. So we have to, we have to sort of, we still haven't landed yet. Uh, so we don't know exactly where that is, but, um, we're hoping that it'll be a sustainable level and that, you know, you can sort of build on that. Um, so yeah, I, 
I think it would have succeeded as well, but I, I uh, even without an award, but it uh, it certainly helps. Um, it gets us there quicker, I guess. It gets to break even quicker if if we won the award and get that that publicity. And in terms of uh, you know, can you win as a solo developer? I th I think it's still possible. Um, you want to have unless you've really got a good design eye. I think you want to have help from a designer. And uh, and you know. Winning with something that you make in a couple of weeks is probably not going to happen. It's 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 probably is something that's going to take a year to do. Uh, so that does mean, you know, working in your spare time or something, you know, um, um, you know, outside of work hours or whatever. Just just trying to find any time you can to uh, to get something out there. But if you if you do it with a high level of uh, of polish, I think you can still win. It's just um, it's just that, yeah, I guess it is easier if you've got two people and and uh, and uh, yeah, if, if there's if there's two or, yeah two or more people that that makes it a bit quicker, a bit easier to do. So you were a team of you know, uh, four with you said you say Charles was um sort of there daily and doing some code, but not necessarily full time. And obviously Marcello was doing the design. Um, I guess that means that you and Alex were doing most of the coding. Um, how did you work as a team? How did you break that up? Did you have specialist areas? Were you just did you just create a whole bunch of tickets and you picked up the next one? What was your sort of team dynamic to develop the app? Right, yeah, I mean the app is it, it began just as me and Alex uh, for the first year or so. It was just the two of us, um, and then we released an alpha of the the app. And I think you were actually on that alpha um, yeah, list, and you probably got a bit of a shock. <laughs> If you if having seen the alpha, you're probably quite shocked that we won an award <laughs> because the alpha was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Um, it was functionally, I guess. I guess we had the functionality okay. You know, it could do th difficult things like sync, uh, which is seems like an easy thing, but actually often is is very difficult to get right. So we did have, I guess, the technical aspects of the app down, but the actual UI was just too complicated. It was too opinionated. Um, people didn't, people when they saw it, just didn't understand what the app was for. I think what you're, you actually sent us some feedback, which was exactly along those lines. It's like I, I think I could, I think this app would be useful to me, but I, I don't have any idea how. <laughs> I think you remember it was something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it was uh, that was exactly the sort of we got that from a few people, you know, from Peter at uh, Sketch and, and a few other people. And we just thought, okay, uh, we, it was sort of an awakening. It was you know you you've been working for a year just coding the whole time, and you sort of lose sight of uh, of some of the important things. And that shook us up. And um, that's when we brought in Marcello to do more work, and he basically. Well, together we decided on the, sort of the design changes that we were going to make to make it simpler to understand and more flexible. Um, basically, we just made it less opinionated. It was it's, it's now more of, of a standard note-taking app with dates attached. Um, that's the main difference. Uh, before that, it had all this sort of nomenclature, and uh, it was it was just too complicated. So yeah, Michella came in. Uh, we 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 changed the design uh, together. You know, in discussions, we said, you know, this get rid of this, get rid of this, basically. And he made it look nice and clean and modern as well. Um, and that's when I think you know, within two or three months after the the alpha, we sort of thought, okay, we're onto something now. You know, this is this is getting a lot better. And the way we worked ever since that is basically. Um, you know, some some parts of the code Alex will work on. You often the UI parts. He's very good at that. Um, 
at making the UI look good and doing it quickly. Um, I can I can do UI too, but not as not as quickly I think as Alex can do it. And I tend to focus on the sort of the nitty gritty low level bits. Um, you know, I've got a background with sync. Uh, I, I make something called ensembles, which is a syncing framework. So those sort of low-level um, bits are more my my thing. Um, so yeah, we, and text editor, for example, is also my my area. So we just sort of there's different areas where uh, we've sort of split off, um, and we and you know if something comes in for the text editor, then it's my, my you know my question to answer, and if it comes in for the you know the the notes list, then it's for then it's for Alex, and. Um, yeah, in terms of design, the way we design is we usually have discussions on Skype with the three of us, uh, with Marcello, Alex, and I, and uh, usually we come to some sort of agreement after a lot of argument, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then Marcello goes and mocks it up, and usually it's Alex that then implements that. So yeah, that's 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 our system, I guess. And Charles is just sort of there for support and giving criticism and things. He's he's working most of the time on his own app findings. So, um, but he's he's there, he's always giving us support and saying, you know, I don't like, you know, chipping in with opinions. So that's that's useful too. Cool. Uh, I'm. When you had you released that alpha, I mean, you said that was about a year. You're about a year in, right? Uh, right. Which is which is a yeah. Um, what's the a good way of summing up a shitload of work um <laughs> you know a year for two people on this sort of stuff right um and it went out there and you got that feedback which must have been although turned out to be useful must have been really hard to receive after investing a year of your your life not just time-wise but financially and all the rest of it together in, into that um a lot of people would have said no no i know this is going to work and carry it on but you you know, you you made radical, uh, you, know, you made radical changes to the application, almost changing sort of um, not the goal, but some of the ethos of the way this thing was going to work, as you've just said. You know, how how hard a process was that? Was that just something that you just said, "All oh, right, okay, we've got lots of feedback, we just need to change this," or was there a real wrestling over? Well, maybe we've just not explained the concept well enough yet, or something. How how did that that moment go? Was it a big big tense moment? however long it went on for, was it actually just a reasonably simple moment? I think in the end it was pretty simple. Um, if you if you looked at our discussions before the alpha, I think you would have seen a lot more resistance to change, right? So we, we had a, a sort of a view of how it should be and we didn't have much feedback, we didn't have feedback from people. So we just thought, you know, this is, we think this, this system is going to work uh, and, we, and we'll sort of make people believe in it and uh i think i don't think that that works usually uh and when when we when we got the feedback from the alpha it wasn't just one person saying it it was like people you know lots of people we respect on to, to begin with because we only sent it to like 20 or th- maybe 20 people uh maybe it was 30 but it was it wasn't a lot of people it was all people that we highly respect you know other developers and friends that we 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 respect their opinion and they were all, almost all saying the same thing. So it, it was a bit of a, I guess it was a bit of a shock, but in some ways it was it was welcome. It, it became, I guess on the Monday after that, we, we sort of had a, 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 you know, a Skype meeting and it became clear 
very clear all of a sudden what we had to do, uh, and we, we were very quickly in agreement. It wasn't. It was no one sort of holding out saying, "No, we're going to stick stick to the way it was." I think it was clear to everyone it had to change, and it had to change in a, in the sense that it had to get simpler. It was just a too uh, complicated uh, interface, and so it was quite easy then to say, "Okay, well." What is this app essentially? Well, it's a note-taking app. What makes it different to other note-taking apps? Well, it's a note-taking app with dates. That, that's it, right? So if you see Agenda now, it, you know, there are notes and there's one calendar button where you can set a date. And, and of course, you can do other things like link it to a calendar event. But basically, it boils down to it's a note-taking app where you can attach dates, just like one of those, uh, you know, those agenda books that you used to. I don't know if you can still get them, but you used to be able to buy an agenda, and it was, it was like a a book with one one page per day, and you could take reasonably extensive notes in it. Um, and basically, that's what this app is. It's it's that sort of book uh, in in software form. It's it's notes attached to dates, and you have projects. And a, and a timeline for each project, and that's that's the essential difference. So, uh, firstly, I think you know that's a a sign of mature developers working on this—the ability to cope with that and, and and change things. I think you know maybe others. You've said it was actually a reasonably simple process. Yeah, I think other teams may have found that really, really hard process. So that's uh, that's really quite interesting. Um, so you, you said it's a simple app; it's a note-taking app with with some dates. So does this mean that basically the you know, version one, obviously minus maybe some bug fixes and a few bits in here, is 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 the vision, or is this the beginning of something bigger? Uh, I think this is this is the vision. If you don't like it now, you'll probably never like it. Uh, of course, there's there's heaps of things we can improve on. Um, for give an example, we've got tags in there, but they they are they are reasonably primitive at the moment. They're basically just used for searching uh, and things like that. Um, and of course, you can go further with tags. You can have a you know a tag browser and a tag manager and, and and things like that. So those things will improve over time. But the basis of the app is there. It's 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 essentially projects, and in each project is a timeline of notes, and uh, it's it's not going to deviate from that enormously. That's that's what it makes agenda agenda. And if it if it deviated from that, it would be yeah, it'd be a different app, I guess. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's there's heaps of things we want to do. We we've got a, a list uh, a mile long uh, of things that we can we can do with the app, but it'll it'll remain. Uh, basically, what you see now—that—that's uh, that, it, <laughs> for good or bad. No, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes the constant pressure of people to um, be, uh, you know, having to do the next release is—you know—that's when apps become bloated, lose their focus, and whatever else. So it's uh, that's—I I get no complaints from me. So, it. I haven't watched the whole ADA awards ceremony. Um, I did watch your bit um, and saw you were all very happy. Uh, the ADAs used to focus a lot on, it was about good use of new technology or, or you know, find examples of using certain top technologies or wide ranges of technologies. Um, they didn't seem to emphasize that 
in this year's ceremony. Maybe I didn't pick up on because I didn't watch it all. But they just said, hey, this is a great app, which is a mm-hmm. good enough reason. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, when you were doing this, you know, what, what sort of, what technologies uh, did you find, particularly if they were newer ones to, to macOS, you know, really made this app something that maybe, maybe couldn't have been before? You know, which ones did you enjoy using? Which ones did you fight and wish you'd never have to see again? <laughs> Um, that's a good question. Um, it's, it's, you know, because it's a note taking app that, you know, it's fundamentally pretty simple in the sense that it's, it's a, a text view, you know, it is, it's actually a bunch of text views, which is a, a bit harder to get working than a, just a single text view. But in terms of, you know, really new things that there's not a lot in there. Um, one thing that we do lean on a lot is CloudKit. Uh, that's used to sync up uh, the notes, and it's for, for us it's free, which is an enormous uh, advantage. It's a you know the private iCloud storage is is basically paid for by the user, so so for us it's free to use that, and and we don't have to develop you know in a, something on AWS to do it. Um, so yeah, I guess if Clark is not that new, I guess, but that that is uh, that was for us. Uh, a huge advantage to, to be able to to leverage that, and I had experience with that because of my sync background, so I was able to do that reasonably quickly, and uh, can definitely recommend CloudKit. Um, were there things that made us pull our hair out? Uh, well, I, I, I guess another good thing, uh, the thing that went reasonably well was Swift. Uh, the whole app is written in Swift, and that is reasonably new, I guess. Um, and we, yeah, we had to get used to it because we'd never written apps in Swift before. In the beginning, it was a bit, uh, yeah, you had to figure out the, the nuances. But uh, in the end, it, 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 I think that worked out great as well. So, and we're, you know, quite happy with it, really. Um, in terms of things that, that are not so good, uh, you know, text view. <laughs> have, well, here's a good one. Uh, our app is on the Mac and it's also on iOS. And having to rewrite, you know, having to basically copy and paste large parts of the, of you know, the UI collection view to NS collection view and, and things like that, um, just that's a, that's a bit of a, a, an annoying pain in the neck. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see if this marzipan or whatever it's going to be called can uh, can alleviate some of that. I, I suspect it would be more for for iOS apps that want to come to the Mac rather than for Mac apps that go to iOS. But uh, anyway, it should, it should at least make it a bit easier to make a cross-platform app. Okay, so that was going to be my next question, actually, because you, you obviously did the Mac app first, and then you said it took about four months to do the iOS app. Um, I know implementing something a second time is always faster because you, you've answered the questions that you needed to answer on the way. But um, yeah, how did you... You know, how did you approach the iOS app? You know, so, so what sort of percentage of the code did you get to share? Um, do you run this as like a, a single project with two targets with lots of code sharing, or did you develop libraries that you're using? How did you, you know, how did you add the the iOS app on? Um, you know, uh, from a sort of project structure, technical sort of code sharing point of view. Uh, well, it was always the planning to have an iOS app. And in fact, in the beginning, we were planning to do that uh, at the same time as the Mac, Mac app. So 
we were even thinking, you know, I'll work together on the foundation for for a while, and then we'll split up. Uh, you know, I'll do the iOS app, and Alex will do the Mac app. And in the end, it was just taking so long with our, you know, with our three month alpha uh, re, you know, redesign. We decided, okay, well, we we really need to ship something at some point. So let's just concentrate on the Mac, and then we can we can move to iOS. So what that meant was that from the beginning, we did have. Uh, you know that a foundation that should be cross-platform, and so, for example, the you know the model is completely cross-platform. Even something which we call the data source layer, uh, some people I think would call that the the, the view model. Um, basically, the the logic of the the interface. So, what's selected? Uh, what happens when something is selected? Does, does something show up in a detail view? That that sort of logic was also uh, cross-platform. Um, so really, all that we had to rewrite was the, you know, the, the view controller and the views, and, and even the view controllers, you know, UI collection view and NS collection view, are very similar. And it's a shame you can't just uh, reuse that directly. But um, yeah, so there, there was a lot of reuse. But even then, you still have to do have to rethink about the interface. Uh, you know, an iPhone screen is very different to a, you know, a window on your Mac. So. Where do we put the, you know, where do we put things? How do we, how do we access them? You know, um, and in the end, we've got something that actually does feel pretty consistent across the the devices. It's on 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 the iPhone, for example, we've got these sidebars, and they basically just become, you know, um, popover type bars that slide in from the sides. So it is pretty consistent across across all of the the frameworks, uh, across all of the platforms. But it's, um, you know, it's 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 uh, the, the foundation was there from the beginning, and um, so it was it was uh, not too much work to get to get all that done, and that's why we could do it in four months instead of a year. <laughs> and for iPad, is it you know dramatically different? Did you do a lot of uh, uh, work to support the sort of you know obviously the different screen size? Not not obviously. With size class and everything, things change. But did mm-hmm. you have a, so did you spend time designing it differently for the iPad, or is it you know, a single app? And what was sort of behind your decision-making process there? Yeah, the iPad. We found the iPad to be quite similar to the Mac. I mean, if you think of the iPad as just one window of the Mac, then it's apart from the interaction model, of course, which is different with you know touches instead of clicks. Um, so that that does that. You know that that change in interaction model does open a few problems. Things like hover you you have on the Mac, hovering over something can 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 do something, whereas on the iPad you can't do that. So you do have to sometimes find a different solution. But in terms of the actual you know the layout and things, uh, the iPad and the Mac, we we we're not we don't see a huge difference there. And that actually I think bodes well for 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 Marzipan or whatever it's you know the framework that's coming. Uh, I think I, iPad apps. Can feel at least you know okay on the Mac. It, it may it may not be a completely Mac native uh, experience, but you know it, it it should be better than an Electron app, and it's I think it's definitely better than no app at all. So um, you know I'm quite hopeful that, that that will lead somewhere. For us, the the really big uh, problem was the iPhone. That was you know how do we get everything onto the iPhone screen in a, in a reasonable way? Uh, you've got so little space compared to the Mac. So that was that was for us the big challenge. We already kind of knew how to do the iPad, um, but getting down to the iPhone was was more of a challenge. 
Cool. So um, we're sort of running out of time. So um, uh, I'm, I'm going to say a last question, but there may be supplementaries. Um, if you were going back now two years and starting again, what would you do differently? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. I. Uh, it's it's difficult because we did find out halfway, you know, with this alpha that that we were on the wrong track. But the question is whether you could find that out earlier or not. I mean, you can show people mock-ups and things like that, or maybe even prototypes. The question is whether they'll they'll be able to give any real criticism, uh, you know, decent criticism. And, and and if they do, whether you'll believe it, that's the other thing, right? Uh, whether you just think, oh, no, they don't know what they're talking about. So I guess maybe we could have done more of that sort of testing in the beginning, you know, prototyping or something. Um, but whether that really would have changed things, I'm not sure. One of, one of the things I, I think sometimes we over-engineered things, which is a, something that a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of developers do. They, they, they shoot for the, you know, they, they shoot way higher than they need to. And I think we've done that in a, in a few places in the code where we could have go away with simpler solutions uh, and instead, we've got quite, you know, in a few places, we've got quite complicated solutions, I think. So personally, that would be one thing that I might might change. But getting, getting a, you know, getting a Mac app and an iOS app and of the complexity of a gender ad in two years is not too bad. So I, I'm not sure that we would save too much time. Maybe, maybe we could save six months or something. So um, tell me a little bit about the sales model. Yeah, we've got a, a quite an unusual sales model. Uh, what, what we did was we, we looked at what, what you could do these days with upfront payments and um, and subscriptions and things. And, and there was a lot of discussion around it because some of our competitors uh, are using subscriptions. And we don't like subscriptions personally. Uh, you know, whenever, some, whenever something asks for a subscription, it's like, you know, well, yet another monthly payment and, and you know, I'll forget to cancel it or... That sort of thing. So I think there's a natural aversion to subscriptions to some degree. So we wanted to come up with something that uh, you know would give us recurring income because that's important as a developer, but also not feel like we were you know not, not give that feeling to the the customer that you know, oh not another subscription or you know what what am I paying for or you know the problem with uh, upgrades as well paid upgrades you know what. what this, this is not enough in this upgrade. Why am I paying again? That, that type of problem. So what we, we looked at what was out there and we quite liked the model from Sketch. Sketch has this model where you pay and you get the app and you get one year of upgrades. And at the end of that year, uh, you either pay again or you just keep using the, the, the latest version that you've downloaded. You can keep using that forever if you want to. The one thing that we didn't like so much about the sketch model was that, uh, you know, you can't, once once someone's license has run out, you can't then easily issue bug fixes. Uh, so if there's a, a really important problem with the app um, or, you know, a new operating system causes issues, then you can't just say, okay, well, here's a bug fix for that. They have to then, they sort of get forced to pay Again, which I guess is nice for your bank account, but it's also going to lead to some some animosity from the customer, I think, if they're forced to pay just to get a bug fix. So what we came up with was uh, a system which is based on features, but it's based on the introduction date of features. So so what, what you get is when you download Agenda, it's free, completely free. You can use it forever. 
for as long as you like. And the basic features are pretty good. You can you can take notes. You can uh, you get sync for free. Um, the basic features are, are good, but we have a bunch of, of premium features, things that make the app even better. And we say, okay, you can buy these premium features, and if you do, you get all of the current premium features plus premium features for the that are introduced in the next year. So it's a bit like the sketch model, but it's based on features rather than on uh, on upgrades. And then after that, after that that year is up. You keep all of those features. You never lose features. Everything you, you buy, you keep forever. Of course, we could introduce then new features that you don't have access to. And then it's your decision. Okay, I want that feature. I'm going to pay again. Or I'm, I don't like that feature. I'll wait until something better comes along. Um, so we get some recurring income in the sense that people hopefully are, uh, you know, will pay again. They'll pay, they'll pay to get the newest features. But the customer always gets to keep what they've paid for already. And I think that's a nice nice balance between, uh, you know, subscriptions type systems and upgrade systems. And we also don't have the, the, the actual paid upgrade problem where, you know, the 2.0 is, you know, you have to pay for the 2.0 and you get some people that don't like that. Um, in this situation, you're free to use the app as long as you like without paying uh, when you do pay, you get features, and those features are yours to keep. So how does that work? Say you introduce a feature, uh, feature A, but it's quite basic, and sometime next year, feature A gets more complicated. You, do you get the upgrades to those features because it's a feature you own? Um, well, yeah, I mean, that, that comes down to us as developers to come up with, you know, uh, it, uh, you know, reasonable features to chart to call premium, right? So not every feature is premium to begin with. So, so you know, a basic feature might might be free for everyone. Um, so we choose sort of a set of features that we say, okay, these these features are premium. And they're not essential to the app. You can use the app fine without these features. But if you have these features, the app is even better and it's nicer to use. Um, and this this set of features can change over time. Of course, we can choose. To, that, that set of features to be whatever we like. Uh, yeah, it's, it'll be reasonably stable, but but it'll evolve. Um, yeah, so so you know we we have to come up with sort of atomic features, I guess you could say, in atomic improvements that we can call premium features. Uh, an example is we've got one premium feature at the moment called pin pin to top, which is a, an ability to pin a particular note to the top of the list. Um, that's a that's a premium feature. You can do you can use the notes perfectly fine without that, and you can even drag your note continuously to the top if you want to. Um, but of course, it's nicer if you've got that premium feature. Yeah, that, that's uh, I like it. It's it's I hope it's successful. Be interested to see. Uh, I guess it's going to be a while. You know, wait until the first year runs out of people doing it, and then trying to work out whether you really know that's going to work or not but um right. yeah, I like I like the balance. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think you're right. I think it's going to take a little while to to know exactly how that will work and of course a lot of people won't upgrade immediately after 12 months because they'll wait until there you know there are features to see if they actually want those new features. So there will be a sort of a gap. It won't be exactly the same as a subscription model where you're charged exactly every 12 months. Um, there'll be there can be gaps. But at least it's recurring, and that that was our 
our take. You know, we, we want to have some recurring income, but we don't want this sort of bitter taste that you get if you take a subscription or, or if someone releases an upgrade and you feel, uh, you feel like you have to pay for it, even though you don't really like the features that are being introduced. You know, this, you, you, we wanted people to want to, to pay for the app effectively, to, you know, to feel good about paying. They get something in return. And of course, even if I don't want the features, I can keep downloading the latest version and get the bug fixes for the features I've got. So exactly, that helps us too. Of course, it means we don't have to support old versions uh, in, in any in any way. We can just say upgrade to the latest version. Cool. And so, um, is it back onto your own apps for a little bit now, or is agenda the full time thing going forward, and or is it just uh, you're actually just Led on a beach, uh, spending. Lots of <laughs> no, no, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not that far. <laughs> no, no, agenda is definitely the focus uh, these days, and uh, the other apps um, just are sort of uh, in maintenance mode, I guess you would say. I, I, I still get. I usually get someone else to work, uh, do little features and things for them, but uh, and I keep, you know, I keep the support up and things. But basically, agenda is the is the main the main show at this point. Cool. Well, thank you very much for uh, sharing the story with us, Drew. It's been, um, I, I think, you know, find out a bit more about how the sausage is made is always, a, <laughs> I, I find interesting anyway. Um, so maybe people haven't even had a chance to check out Agenda yet. We will put a link in the show notes, but just just do the you know the, the sales pitch with the, the link and the whatever else. The sales pitch. Okay. Well, the, the, the website is very easy to find. It's agenda.com. Um, and yeah, what else? So oh, oh yeah, on Twitter we're at Agenda. So yeah, it's it's really quite easy to find. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to come back because actually it's only just good to me how great a domain name that is. Was that hard? <laughs> was did you have to? Uh, of course, you had to buy it, but is that when you you particularly went out and sourced and paid for? Was or did Agenda just happen to be available? Uh, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it wasn't being used. No, it wasn't being used. Um, we did have to pay for it, of course. Uh, you don't get a domain like that uh, just sitting on uh, on hover for for the taking. Um, no, it, it 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 wasn't that cheap. But we thought it was a worth worthwhile investment. So, yeah, and it is when when we can come on the show and say, uh, just go to agenda dot com. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it, I think yeah, discovery and memorability is is. Huge. Well, thank you very much, uh, Drew. All the best with it. We look forward to um, to seeing uh, how it goes forward. And it's great to see and hear that. Um, you know, I've always said that you know it, it, a, it is possible to have a viable indie business uh, doing Mac software. Um, and thank you for proving me right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Scotty. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to get hold of us, just uh, send an email to feedback at iDeveloper.co or you can get hold of me as MacDevNet on Twitter or Scotty on micro.blog. Until next time, you take care. Thank <laughs> you.